Podge Stevenson Show, PodgeStevenson.com, episode 55, Monday, December 11th, 2006. You know, there's this big thing now, and I've seen this on television, the pro video gamers. <laughs> what is that, there's, like Spike TV or something? Yeah, yeah, Spike. And one is called, like, Major League Gaming. Oh, God. And no, I haven't seen those, but I can only oh imagine. Oh, God. Actually, I can't even imagine. <laughs> They're all, like, playing Unreal Tournament or, like, Halo. I don't understand this. I don't either. And, and these guys, they win like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Wow. I mean, this is like, I couldn't understand the whole like pro, like these pro skateboarders and pro surfers and, and, and snowboarders riders. are like millionaires. And, and I can't understand it. They don't, what do they do? Nothing. They do tricks on a skateboard. Why, how are these guys making so much money? And the pro video gamers even worse. Welcome to the Paunch Stevenson Show. This is one of the most idiotic things of all time. You know how last episode we were talking about the Alf with the Burger King and the puppet and the record? Right. That no, whole... did we? Did you ever find that uh, song? <laughs> no. I may have to. I actually have it and an old record player. I may have to play it. <laughs> but the 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 toy tie-in with Burger King, right? So now there's another ridiculous, useless, yeah, pointless, I know where you're going. idiotic Burger King tie-in. I saw this an Xbox. I think it was yeah. Xbox 360. Or an Xbox video game starring yeah. that Burger King guy. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, it's it's the Burger King guy, but the video game is bumper cars. <laughs> and the Burger King guy is driving the bumper car. Yeah, they're... Like, first of all, why is there a Burger King video game? I mean, this is... Get, we're getting back to the time where... Oh. In the late 1980s, with yeah. the Nintendo Entertainment System, you had the 7-Up game, right. the McDonald's game, the Domino's Pizza game. <laughs> you know, no, it's, it's, it's terrible. And speaking of video games, I guess we should talk about all the ridiculous hype over the past couple of weeks with the, uh, the PlayStation 3 and, and the Nintendo Wii coming out. Nintendo is outselling Sony by almost four to one. I saw that. Yes, they're back. <laughs> Nintendo is back. Oh, I don't know. I, I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna. This is a Nintendo Christmas. Uh, well, maybe this Christmas, but I don't know. I, I'm I, telling you, if you're a grandparent or a parent or an aunt or an uncle, right? And and a lot of these people don't know what's going on. They don't nah. know. They go to the store, yeah, my, my grandson wants this PlayStation 3, do you have that? Yeah, we sure do, let me ring it up for you. Okay, your total $700 with tax. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, it's Forget not that's, that. <laughs> that's if you can get it. All right. <laughs> now, is it was it the PlayStation 3 or is it the Xbox that basically when you get it home, you have to take it out of the box, it has to download all these updates or it won't work? 
Yeah, it's the PlayStation 3. Okay. Well, that's what I mean. They didn't have this thing ready <laughs> properly. Well, that's stupid. Well, that's... Well, they didn't were, have wait, a choice. If you were a seven-year-old, eight-year-old boy or girl, and you somehow have a parent that actually spends over $600 and <laughs> buys you this Christmas <laughs> present, you're a little boy, a little girl. You're supposed to figure out how to hook this thing up to the internet with the broadband and download <laughs> drivers and firmware oh, updates and install them. And No, you just want to take it out, plug it in, and play. I just can't see spending all that money. Now, some people I know have actually went out and, you know, reserved and bought like three or four PlayStation 3s <laughs> for the sole purpose of selling them for like twice the money. And they have done it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, and people were actually like, let's say a guy would go up to a homeless person right. and say, hey, I'll give you 20 bucks and I'll buy you lunch. Just wait in this line over here at Best Buy. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll come back later and then I'll take your place in line. And these homeless guys were doing that. <laughs> and then on top of that, so you had like fake people waiting in line. On top of that, you had people, I read about this, people dressing up as store employees. Like, let's say if I'm at Circuit City and I see, okay, the Circuit City employees wear a gray shirt, right, black right, pants. You right. know, I don't know, I'm just making it up. But, all right, let me go out. I'll buy a gray shirt, black pants, pretend I'm a Circuit City employee, and go outside to all of these people waiting online with a little pad or a little clipboard, make it seem official. Yeah. Say, oh, hey, uh, just to speed up the process, are you paying with cash or credit? Oh, I'm paying with credit. Okay, all right, check. Uh, next person, yeah, just to speed up the process, are you paying with cash or credit? Cash. All right, give it to me or I'm going to stab you. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it would take the, the six, seven hundred dollars cash and, and leave. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Go to the next store. <laughs> Well, that, I guess you could call that a get-rich-quick. <laughs> yes. Go to jail. Go to jail quickly, maybe. But it has been... It, it's been ridiculous this Christmas. Outrageous. But I can't stand when stores do this. I hate this. They're doing the bundles. Oh. You can't, you can't go on Walmart.com and buy a Nintendo Wii and pay $250. They make you... They make you buy eight games with it, so you what? end up you end up spending six hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> oh, well, this should be illegal on this holiday bundle. You see that? CompUSA, you have you can't just buy the Nintendo Wii. You have to buy the console and four games. It costs four hundred and fifty dollars. Oh man! Electronics Boutique does bundles. Software yeah. etc. does bundles. GameStop, yeah. they all do these stupid bundles. I hate it. They make you buy extended warranties. They make you buy controllers. They make uh, you buy carrying cases, like junk that you will never ever want or buy. Or this, the other thing I, I know that they have this for the the old Xbox was these skins. Yeah, you put these stupid skin stickers on the thing. Who I cares? Know, I know it's ridiculous, <laughs> but but yeah, the, the Sony with the downloading of the drivers, it, it immediately reminiscent. My last point on this, immediately reminiscent of this, the PlayStation 1 emulators mm. that, I don't know if you remember, I mean, this is again, yeah, when you go back to around 1996, 97, 98, it was all the emulators were coming out for the old systems, and really, the for only, computer. 
Yeah, for the computer. And really the only uh, emulation that you could play on the, the computers of that era, uh, or as uh, uh, the Kennedys would say it, <laughs> era. Era. <laughs> <laughs> the computer era. Era, computer era. anyway um the only way you know it was like original nintendo atari uh genesis yeah some super nintendo stuff you could play <laughs> yeah. but anything newer than that was just not possible on a computer back then. Uh, even though the computer had plenty of hardware it had more hardware than the playstation or the saturn you just you just couldn't emulate the stuff without like blowing up your PC. So yes, Bleem was like the first major uh, emulator to come out. Like I, I, you, know, you could buy it in the store. Yes, and unfortunately, I did buy it. I <laughs> <That> think stunk. <laughs> oh my god! What it, it was basically the people that put that out basically ripped everybody off. It yeah, worked. It worked it, with, like, ten games? <laughs> it worked barely. And it was so slow, it was just a mess. Just... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I know, the constant hump. <laughs> Carl alarm again. Oh, boy. can't stand this Apple Macintosh TV commercials. Yeah. You know, with the two guys. Hi, I'm a Mac. Hi, I'm a PC. You know, with that guy. What's his name? Justin Long. I don't know. Uh, I thought he was supposed to stop making those commercials. But anyway, I still see commercials with him. And, um, yeah, I talked about this in episode 39. The stupid Macintosh TV commercials. And these stupid lies they keep telling. Like, hi, I'm a Mac. I do all this fun stuff. I make movies. I look at pictures. I listen to music. Hi, I'm a PC. I do charts and spreadsheets. <laughs> what? Windows can't look at pictures? Windows can't make movies? <laughs> Windows can't listen to me? Of course, it does all of those things. Who's believing that? My recent aggravation is all of these stupid Macintosh lovers who for years and years and years have prided themselves on the Macintosh operating system. Mac OS is way better than Microsoft Windows. Microsoft Windows stinks. It's a glitchy piece of garbage. It crashes all the time. I love Macintosh. It's way better. I never even want to look at Microsoft Windows. Okay, fine. How come... Now that the new Macintosh computers have Intel processors in them, mm. all of these Macintosh lovers are like, ooh, now I can use Macintosh operating system and I can also install Microsoft Windows on it because it runs off of an Intel processor. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Why are all of these Macintosh lovers so excited about being able to install Microsoft Windows when for 10 years they've been going on and on about how junky it is. Yeah. I hate those people.
You know what else I hate? Go ahead, since we're this just this hate-mongering show now. <laughs> I, maybe you can explain this to me. I don't understand it. Whenever I'm in a building, I go up to the elevator. Let's say I want to go up. I press the up button. All right. The up button lights up. And I stand there and I wait. Maybe ten seconds later, someone else shows up. And this person also has to go up. The person looks, sees that the up button is lit up, sees me waiting there. The person has to press the button anyway. And then and then some people show up, you know, like 10, 20 seconds later, someone will walk in and they'll see the button lit up and not just press it, but press it eight times. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know. It's pressed. It's not a contest. It's not the lottery. You press it once and you wait. Oh, so angry. Why is everyone pressing the button six times? Unbelievable. Last uh, uh, thought on video games. (laughs) Remember we were talking about the angry Nintendo guy or nerd or whatever? Yeah, uh, I think he's now calling himself the angry video game nerd. Because Actually, he you told me about this. I saw one of his videos the other day. It was him trying you... to get the old Power Glove <laughs> to work with all the old Nintendo games. Yeah. It was that stupid piece of junk made by oh, Mattel. Man. Well, he actually did two episodes before that, which are actually really good. Where uh, one of them is he's trying to play Friday the 13th. And and somebody's dressed up as Jason Voorhees is attacking him. <laughs> and then he's trying to play a Nightmare on Elm Street, and somebody's dressed up as Freddy Krueger and attacking him. And it was it was it was very very funny. Well, the one the 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 video of him trying to get the power glove to work, yeah, which again not made by Nintendo, made by Mattel. Because like back then with the Nintendo, all of these toy companies kept releasing all these contraptions that didn't yeah. work. We know what your favorite one was. <laughs> the U-Force. <laughs> the U-Force. <laughs> oh, so M- Mattel came out with this glove that you put on your hand and you point your fingers at the screen and you can you were supposed to be able to control the characters. Yeah. And he tried maybe 20 different games and none of them worked. And he just ended up I think he ended up taking off the glove and stomping on it and cursing for about 30 seconds. Yeah, that's what he does. Screaming. I believe that thing wasn't cheap back then. That thing was like a $60 thing. $70 thing. Can you imagine that? Your parents go to the store. Ooh, look, I just saw a commercial for the Power Glove. It looks so cool. Or I just saw a commercial for the U-Force. It looks so cool. Your parents go to the store, spend $80, $70 on it. They get it home and... You're in your room trying to get it to work, and it just doesn't. Mm. What are you supposed to do? <laughs> you just go berserk and break it. Yeah, but are you supposed to tell your parents they just wasted $80 on something that didn't even work in the first place? <laughs> well, it wouldn't be the first time. There were many a gimmick <laughs> that I remember uh, getting my, my mother to buy me or something back then, and it just turned out to be a disaster and a waste of money. Like, all the board games, then. Gimmick board games. Like, Mousetrap. Oh. Thing never worked. 
Well, we were talking about that in at the end of episode 52. You said it didn't matter what the product was. If the marketer, if the marketing people came up with a really good commercial, the, all the boys and girls went nuts for it. Right. That was right on the cusp of like, you know, more technology and computers had n- like nothing really computerized had really gotten, had really taken, you know, control yet. Just hadn't gotten to that point yet. It was that transition period there during the eighties when they, you know, pretty much all the toys you could buy before then were, were almost, they were the same toy, but yet they just updated them a little bit. You know, yeah. like everybody had Lincoln Logs and everybody had, you know, and then they had like Legos and, and, you know, jump rope. But then you got into the gimmicks and all these board games and all this stupid stuff that it was all these gimmicks that you looked at as a kid and said, wow. Like, I've, I've never seen this before. I want this. I can't believe this. This is great. Remember pl- VCR football? I still have that, I think. Absolutely pointless game. Totally pointless game. <laughs> it just didn't make any sense. And then, I, speaking of Monopoly, and I think I still have this game, they made a sequel to Monopoly called Advance to Boardwalk. What was that? It was a, a board game. A board, yeah. It was a Wait, sequel to Monopoly. How do you make a sequel to a board game? They made this game. It was in the eighties. <laughs> no one. We. I remember every time I tried to play it with someone, we we would read the manual. No one could understand what the heck to do on this game. It made no sense. That was I mean, like I, the the one board game that everybody owned and everybody played, and yet yeah. I don't think anybody ever finished a complete game of Monopoly. You can't. <laughs> I know. I remember that. Remember the game of life? Yeah. <laughs> Shoots and ladders. But, you know, I, I can remember, like, as you know, I'm a big NASCAR fan. And back then, uh, there was no NASCAR game. Like, they had some games that were for, like, Nintendo that were atrocious. So then they made some NASCAR board games, yeah. which were horrible. You know, they have the little cars, you'd roll the dice to pick up a card, and it was like all these complicated cards on here, and I'm like, it's just terrible, and I wasted so much money on it. And then there was the games like uh, Risk, which was just too darn hard. Axis and Allies cost like 80 bucks. Wow. It was insane. Like, basically, I remember one one time I I had money, I was going to buy it. And again, me like a complete moron. I had no idea what the game was. Had never seen it before. Only looked at the box. Yeah. And the box had all these cool little... You know, little models of the the planes and the tanks. And I was like, oh, this is cool. I want this. But wisely, instead, I bought one of those Tyco electric racing sets. Remember those? I had tons of them. I still have some. Yeah, the car would fly off the track every two seconds. Yeah, you could if you went too fast. Literally every two seconds. (laughs) You went too fast. It was zip and off the track. The commercials would show the two boys playing with the the race car track in the room and they would have it going up the wall over the uh, ceiling up and down the 
the fireplace around the TV stand, this and that. And then it was nothing like that in real life. Oh, because... First, First of all, of you, all, you get about three feet of track in real life. <laughs> Second yeah, but, of all, the thing couldn't even stay on the track right. normally, never mind upside down. And third, <laughs> if you made the track too long, the power could not go through the whole track. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, that was the whole thing. <laughs> I had, I remember, I find, like, I used to buy those. I had, like, a Dukes of Hazard one uh, where it actually had a jump. Yeah, and the jump like would never work, and the car would like go fall short and break. And again, I was like really into racing, and I'm just like at the time the Nintendo or Genesis. The only way to play with more than like one or two players was the only way for them to do that was to have a really really bad game. Like on the original Nintendo, the games that the racing games that had multiple players. In order to get everybody on the same screen at once and be able to do it, it was just a, a, a an aerial view of the whole race. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. The top view racing games. They didn't, you know, this the, the uh, split screen did not really come to be until like Nintendo sixty four. Yeah. And you know, up until that point, it was like, well, what could we do? And what I went out wound up doing was Tyco. Finally came, and normally in, in those electric racing, the slot cars, you could only get two cars at once, two controllers. Yeah. But Tyco came out with the four, the four-lane track. Now, wait a minute. Why are they coming out with a four-lane track if they didn't even perfect the two-lane track? <laughs> Did it work? Well, first of all, the thing cost about 100 bucks. And but it actually worked. I mean, it was four lanes. Yeah. The problem was, in order to fit the four lane on the turn, the inner two lanes would have this really sharp turn. You would go flying off into the outer lanes and crash everybody. So thank God that you know all those gimmick games are all in the past. Did, did we talk about on the show that Tom Cruise actually tried like real racing? No, we talked about Jason Priestley. Yeah, well, Jason Priestley, yeah, but before and Craig then, Nelson, yeah, Craig T. Nelson. Uh, but before then, um, most of the guys ran what what's called SCCA, Sports Car Club of America. Uh, normally, it's it's race cars, but a lot of times it's it's actually like factory cars that you got everything out, put a roll cage in there, and you've got a race car. You know, it could be small car, big car, whatever. But Tom Cruise was running these things back in the early nineties. At the time, he was doing Days of Thunder, and he was so bad that they called him Crash Cruise, where basically he would get on the track, and every race he would just keep crashing, just keep spinning off the track and crashing. <laughs> help me help you! They do tricks on a skateboard. Why? How are these guys making so much money? They made a sequel to Monopoly called Advance to Boardwalk. No one could understand what the heck to do on this game.